Welcome back to the God, God's Ordained Podcast with Ife Mena. I know it's been a, a whole, what, 20, 24 days since my last podcast. But yeah, like I said, it's going to be like two episodes per month at least. And the more um, we progress, we'll see how often I can, you know, develop more content and more topics on for the podcast so just to recap for last week um i just introduced myself who i am um if you're new welcome to our podcast (laughs) our podcast is god's ordained podcast and the purpose of the podcast is to talk about how to live as a christian in this modern day society using the word of god as our guide and we're going to be talking about different topics and last week we only did an introduction and this week we're going deep into um one of the topics and one of the topics there is devotion so today we're going to be talking about having a daily dynamic encounters as my pastor in church would like to call it but basically i'm here to talk to you about you know defining what your devotion with god should be like and what a devotion even means um so i'm going to be checking google right now what a devotion means so I know personally devotion is like you taking out time, you know, to, to, to spend your time with someone. But, um, the Merriam Webster dictionary defines devotion as a strong religious feeling, a religious exercise or practice other than the regular worship of a congregation. It is the act of devoting or the quality of being devoted so with God, we it's really, really encouraged. It's really, really like suggested for every Christian to have a devotion with God, to have time that they spend with God outside of your regular worship. Even the Webster Dictionary says it. You need to spend time with God outside of your regular going to church for Sunday service or weekly Bible study or prayer meetings in church you yourself need to know god for yourself so that's what we're going to talk about today so devotion or having a devotion with god practically entails you spending time with god so in order to spend time with god that means you have to prioritize or set a schedule say this time of the day every day or every how frequent you want it's actually advised every day because you need god for every decision you make in each day so why not just create a schedule to meet him every day 
you know, and it's usually best to do it in the morning because when you wake up, your your thoughts are still clear and you're able to listen and hear from the Holy Spirit during that time of the morning. But yeah, you need to spend time, you need to dedicate time out of your schedule just for God. You need to allocate that time for God. Um, also, in when you say spending, it means that you're giving something. And when you spend, it's like spending money, spending your time, spending an effort, you need to receive something back, right? It's only logical. But sometimes um, let's not come to the place of serving God or trying to know God for only the purpose of receiving something from him. That's transactional worship. And that's not what God wants from us. He wants us to worship him in truth and spirit and with love in our heart, understanding why we're worshiping him. God is the purpose of our, our being. He's the purpose of everything. So it is it is his right to receive you know, our time and devotion, but it is a great expectation on us to spend time with the God that we say we want to serve. Um, so when you spend time or what, what are the things we give when we decide to have a devotional, we give our time. Like I already said, we give our attention. When you come to God, you need to have hundred percent attention on him you are looking to find him you're looking to find what he has to say to you about anything right now you're looking to know who he is right now so you must give your attention you must prepare your heart to you know receive god you must prepare your eyes your spiritual eyes now i'm talking not just your physical eyes so in the spiritual realm, we have faculties of seeing and faculties of hearing. You need to prepare your eyes to see what God is trying to show you. And you need to prepare your ears to spiritually hear what he's saying to you. Um, and then you need to die to yourself. So when you're coming to God, you need to acknowledge that you are fully dependent on God and you could do nothing on your own. You need to humble yourself before him. That way, like they said, God opposes the proud, but what he loves the humble. He promotes the humble. He favors those who are humble. And God loves to be around people who are humble. So when you come to the place of seeking God, your devotional, whatever you want to call it, you need to come with a humble heart and you need to come with a contrite heart. Basically, you need to be, um, you need to acknowledge the sins you've committed and c- confess it to him. God is always willing to forgive us of all our sins. Actually, he, he sent his son to die for all our sins. So you need to come into the place of spending time with God knowing that. Now, let me just talk about that again. Um, I know people, especially new Christians, new believers, you may have made a mistake and you feel like you're not worthy to come into God's presence. That's a lie by the enemy. Once you're in Christ, you're a new creation. In as much as you fell short, because all will fall short, sin is in the nature of man, you need to remember that Jesus Christ has atoned for your sin and there's redemption for you once you've accepted Jesus Christ into your life. So don't let that be a restriction to come into the place of prayer, come into the place of studying God's word. No, instead come anyways. He said God, God has given us the grace to boldly come to his throne of grace because he wants to be with us. He wants to communion with us. So whatever thing mistake you made, forget about it. Leave that there. 
immediately you're coming into God's presence, you acknowledge your sin, you say, God, confess your sin, God, I have done this, 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 please forgive me. I want to know you today. I want to talk with you today. I want to experience you today. Please come in. And God loves that he will come in like immediately. Nothing can actually hinder God from coming. They said there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God in Romans chapter 8. So always have that at the back of your mind. Now we'll go into... So I'm breaking this um, topic into two parts. So like I said, when we spend time with God, we're giving our time, our attention, and we're dying to ourselves in order for God to be manifested. Now, um, there's two parts that I'm going to talk heavily on. One, when we when we spend our time, what do we receive? Even though we're not trying to do this for only receiving purposes. <laughs> I just need to put that caveat out there. Then two, what does God want us to spend? Why does God want us to spend time with him? Sorry. What, why does he want us to study his word? Why does he want us to praise him? Why does he want us to worship him? So we'll start with the first part. What do we receive when we come into God's presence? When we come into the place of studying his word? Um, when we come into the place of worship? So um, devotion also can be your studying of the Bible, like, every day or you know specific times in a week it could also be just you know having your own private intimate worship you know with god intimate praise with god so but i'll specifically be focusing on when we spend time to study our bibles so when we come to study the word what we receive first are one we come to know God's word. We come to receive the promises that are hidden in God's word. We receive clarity. We receive guidance. We receive wisdom. And we receive direction. In Psalm 119, Psalm 119 is littered with a lot of benefits of coming to study God's words. When you use 119 verse 105, says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So basically, when we study God's word, when we stay in God's words, he directs the way we should go. He leads us in a way that will bring him glory at the end of the day. The second thing we gain when we that we receive when we study God's word is we receive capacity, capacity in terms of strength to pray, capacity in terms of knowing what God wants for us. Do you know only recently did I find that um your your health should prosper as your soul prospers as a believer. That means like you can't, sorry, you can't be suffering from diseases as a believer. You can't have any sicknesses having any hold over you. I know some Christians have accepted that sicknesses sometimes may be God's will for them or something, but it's not, it's it's in, it's an error. It's not in accordance with God's will at all. God wants your health to prosper as your soul thrives as a believer. So you receive capacity to live as a believer you receive capacity to walk in your faith you receive capacity and you come to the understanding of why you believe what you believe and how you can obtain that which you have believed even here on earth god there's um, a bible verse that says he's given us everything that we need for godly living so when you study your word you come to see these things that god has giving you for God living he has prepared all these things for you in life and you don't know these things without studying the word so you need to study the word also we receive strength strength in the place of prayer um james 5 16 says the prayer of an earnest person produces great results you don't know how to pray effectively 
you don't know how to pray ns prayers until you study the word and you study how to pray that would bring glory to god so when you study your word you learn those practices as a believer you build yourself up and then you start to pray effective prayers you start to pray ns prayers that will bring about great results then we also receive strength to resist the devil and temptation james 4 7 says resist the humble yourself before god and resist the devil you're not able to do that if you don't humble yourself before god you're not able to do that if you didn't even know the verse in the first place like people struggle with sin because and they struggle with the devil because then they're not informed of what the word of god says about those situations in my experience initially i knew i was struggling with sin and like the lies the devil was selling in my ears and in in my mind because um there was a bible verse in the gospel either matthew or mark that says where your where your treasures are there your where your treasure there your heart will also be and then i realized that i was making other things treasures i was making money treasures i was making sex treasures i was making so many things that aren't supposed to be treasures treasures in my heart and that's why god could not be found in my heart or like 100 percent. that's why i was having giving the opportunity to the devil to come in and sell me lies do you understand but when i came to like when i received revelation understanding that if i say god is my treasure there my heart would be then my heart would be positioned to do everything that will please him then my heart will be positioned to do everything that will bring glory to his name and then i started praying every day god i want you to be my treasure you're my only treasure in the whole world i set my heart i set my mind for you to be my treasure and truly god became my, my treasure i was on fire for god i was not I'm doing the things I would normally want to do because I had circumvented my flesh under the power of Jesus Christ because I had understanding. I had understanding because I studied the word. So are you seeing the pattern here? (laughs) So we need to study the word in order to reach the place of strength in prayer. In order to reach the the place of strength against the devil, to resist the devil and temptation. The third thing we get is we are able to establish a relationship with God. In John chapter 1, verse 12, it says um, that we are able to become sons of God. We're able to enter into sonship through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So we are adopted into sonship with Jesus Christ. Now, we all hear this, but we don't understand the gravity. It means that we are brother and sister with Jesus Christ. It means that we have co-inheritances with Jesus Christ. That means that in the heavenly places, Jesus and us have like the same level of blessings, the same, I won't say the same power because Jesus is still God, but we've received you know, a gift from God. We receive an enormous gift from God that you need to ask God to open your eyes to see these gifts. And then, like, you won't come to the realization of that and the understanding of that if you don't actually study the word to know this word for yourself. So in any situation you find yourself that is not in accordance with this word, you reject the situation and say, no, I know who I am. I'm the son of God. I'm the daughter of God. And God has given me the rights in his kingdom, right? So I cannot be under any form of oppression, so we need to um study the word to come into that relationship with God. And when you study the word of God, well, this this will will hear in why God wants us to spend time with him. We are able to know God and know his character. So it's like having friends. You can't say you're a good friend with someone if you don't spend time with them to know what their favorite food is, what their favorite color is, what their habits are. 
you can only do that by spending time constantly with them in devotion or spending time alone with God, one-on-one with him. We're able to build that friendship. We're able to build that relationship. And I promise you, like, it's the best thing. It's the best form of intimacy in this whole world. I remember when I was in university, a girl made a testimony of how she experienced intimacy with God. And I said to myself in my heart, I'm like, God, when? When would that ever be me? And truly, I tell you, 2022 was really the turning point for me. I experienced true intimacy with God. When we talk about sex, I will explain deeper how I experienced that intimacy with God. There is truly intimacy with God, and you can only establish that intimacy by establishing a relationship with Him. And you can only enter that relationship with Him completely when you study the Word of God and when you spend time alone worshiping Him, praying, and praising God. Um um then the last reason is we receive blessings from god when we study his word and do all that is in the word you're not just studying the word just for studying the word you have to be doers of the word as well you can't just study the word and that's way and if the word tells you recently i read in um oh my god i'm very bad with bible bible chapters but i believe it was in romans that we should not judge people and i recently learned only by reading in Romans, um, I believe it was Romans chapter 3, but I will open my Bible and check. I recently learned that you ought not to judge people because aside from you being judged, you're also making it harder for people to come into the knowledge of God. Um, let me see, it's Romans chapter two yeah chapter two verse one you therefore have no excuse you will pass judgment on someone else for whatever point you judge another you are condemning yourself because you who pass judgment do the same things now we know that god's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth so when you a mere human being pass judgment on them and yet do the same things do you think you escape god's judgment i'll get to verse four he says, or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? So if I never studied this word, I would have never known there's an antidote to judging. Judging is things like criticizing, things like thinking you are better than other people because they're still stuck in their sin or stuck in their ways or stuck in the darkness. Things like thinking you're better because you're saved. Things like thinking, even if you're not saved, things are, you're thinking you're just a better person. But let me just put it back into the Christian circle. Being a believer is a gift from God. You didn't earn it by anything. Jesus Christ died for you. All you had to do was receive it. Now, we have no right to judge people. Because we too will be judged. But most importantly, I learned from studying this word that there's an antidote to judging people, to thinking that you're better than people. There's an antidote, and that antidote is kindness. Because when you show kindness, you touch the hearts of these people and you can lead them to a place of repentance. That's just the high key thing that I want to point out there. So we receive these kind of blessings just by studying the word of God. Um, so now we'll go to the second part. <laughs> Why does God want us to spend time with him? This was one of the things I was saying earlier. We need to know God. We need to know God's character. In Psalm 145, verse 10, the Lord, it says the Lord God does good to all. When you know that, you can't be saying that, oh, somebody that's an evil man that died, you'd be like, ah, yes, so 
yes, so God, God has really, you know, triumphed over this person. You can't say things like that because, you know, God does good to all. God's intention for everybody is to do good. In Romans chapter 8, the concluding verses say that nothing can separate us from the love of God. That shows you how much God loves you. So you won't know these things unless you spend time with God in his word, in worshiping him, the character of God becomes revealed to you. The voice of God becomes revealed to you. You know when God is speaking. I know the the, the popular ones we know is when God says, surely, surely, I tell you, verily, verily, I say unto you. Yeah, God likes to reassure you that he will do it. Whatever he's promising you, he will do it. So we know the voice of God. We know the language of God. And there's well we get to that point we know the voice of satan when you study the word you can see how satan speaks we can see how satan has established or wants to establish himself as the ruler of the world when he was tempting jesus he says i will give you the kingdom of the world because he believes he owns all the kingdoms of the world so we're able to learn who god is we're able to know him right and we're also able to know his voice And then we're sensitive to God's voice and the voice of the Holy Spirit when we study God's word. And we're also sensitive or we also know when the devil is speaking lies unto us because it's always in contradiction to whatever God has said to us. That's how we know. Now, I'm I'm running out of time. This is a long one. I didn't expect this. Um, The second one is we get to know God's will. And truly, when you study God's word, you truly get to know his will. We'll go to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12 is, there is a verse that says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. That is one of God's will for us. Like, um, this that 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 those two verses or that first verse, it's like a lot. Now, verses says, "Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect. That means God's will for our life is to it's good, it's pleasing, and it's perfect. But if we only want to even study verse one, right?" God wants us to offer our bodies as living sacrifice. And that means every faculty, physical and spiritual, needs to be in a state where it is pleasing to God. And then when we do that, when we show up in a proper position of worship, right? It's also telling um, um, tell us we shouldn't conform to the pattern of this world. That means we shouldn't, we should not, the word I'm looking for has escaped me, but we should not bend to try and fit into the world we're we're never meant to fit in we're meant to stand out as light in the world being beacons pointing towards jesus christ so the word is telling us that we need to be transformed our minds by renewing our minds and renewing of your mind only happens one through spending time with god through studying his word and through the through the actions of the holy spirit now the holy spirit can work even when the word is not there though the holy spirit needs the seed of the gospel to be sown in order to work effectively but like what i'm just trying to say is this you get to know that god's will for your life is good you get to know that god's will is pleasing you get to know that it's perfect for you another bible verse i recently learned that you know anchored on this was hebrews 10 10 it says in accordance to god's will for us to be holy to be separated 
for his purposes through the sacrifice of God. That means God also has a purpose for you in the will he has for you. So there's so much that God has in store for you, but you will never know if you never sit down and spend time with him alone. You will never know in entirety if you don't study the word of God. Also, why does God want us to spend time with him? He wants us to spend time with him in order to gain strength and to resist the devil. Like I've said that James 4, 7, that we need to humble ourselves before the mindset of God and resist the devil. Then I have another Bible verse here. Let me see. Genesis 4, 7. If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? This was God talking to Cain after he did his sacrifice. But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Now, see, God is so good. He always wants us to be cautious of sin. Jesus told his disciples that you must be as cunning as, I think, serpents, but as as um, as delicate as doves. It's the same thing that God is saying to Cain here. God said, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. You only know what is right in accordance to the truth of God, which is the word of God. When you spend time studying the word of God, you know God's truth and you do. And when you obey, you do God's truth. And then sin will not be crouching at your door. But when you don't know the will of God, you don't know the word of God, you're moving as a believer, but with no direction, with no understanding. Sin is crouching at your door. That is the kind of believer that the devil attacks the most. Those who are not, you know, braced with the word of God. The word of God is like, is the sword. It's a, a double-edged sword. It's our sword. It, it defends us. It helps us defend ourselves against the lies and against the strategies of the devil. So God here in genesis god was even warning cain he said he was warning him that sin is at your door if you don't do what is right so god doesn't want us to fall into sin instead he's always trying to create a way to come out of sin and he's always providing ways for us to come out of sin but we need to study the word to know what these ways are two um sorry the third one you when you why god wants us to start spend time with him is because you come to know who you are you come to know when you know god's will for you you come into a place of purpose and then you start to know who you are why you are created the way you are created why you are gifted with capacities and capabilities the way you are gifted it's special god is very intentional about his design so when you study the word you come to know all of that about god um He's very intentional and he will always be there for you. And also another, the last one is God wants to lead us. So when we study the word of God, he's willing to lead us. He wants to lead you into his perfect will for you. He wants to lead you into the purpose for you. He wants to lead you and show. And when he leads, it's for his glory to show that his hand is really upon you. But you can't do that if you don't study the word of God. You can't do that if you don't spend time alone with God. So you need to do that. Um, so to conclude, um, just, I don't know why I left this Bible verse here, but I'm just going to say it. Second Peter chapter one, verse three, for his divine power has bestowed on us absolutely everything necessary for a dynamic spiritual life and godliness, true, true and personal knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. That's in the amplified version of the Bible. Like that the Bible is so crystal clear. There is no trying to deceive you or anything. It's very clear. This verse encapsulates everything that I've said. 
right? It encapsulates everything. I said, when we have a dynamic spiritual life and when we live in accordance to what God has told us, when we have a godly life, we build true and personal knowledge of God and his divine power gives us everything that we like God has made everything ready for us and we can't know it if we don't study the word we can't know it right so we need to spend time with God so my tips for you this year spend time with God set out time for him I know this this episode was a lot but please that's just the only thing I'm shouting today even me I'm saying it like I need to spend time with God I will leave a link to a free tool that can help you it shows you how to start to study the word of God it's called the bible project they've created um different um curriculum for you to be able to study your bible and then you're also able to access a free bible on your phone like create the time for God, leave every other thing, chase God with reckless abandon in this new year and just watch him show up in your life. And I hope you enjoy all the things and all the promises that are hidden in the word of God in Jesus name. Thank you for listening and God bless you.